what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling, all the time. Let's go! Do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in on the show tonight via phone calls or emails, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQ Central Show. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Typically, in the first hour, you would find him in the second interview segment, or what we would know as 35 past the first hour. However, we've done a little jostling here with the schedule. The guest that is typically in the second interview segment has what I deemed necessary content to move him to 14 past because it allows us for a little bit longer of a chat. There's some business of barbecue to talk about. There's some new business of his barbecue world to talk about. And we'll be joined by the bristly barbecue journalist himself and author, Derek Riches. 14 past. So if you weren't paying attention and you know Derek comes in the fourth Tuesday and you think he's coming in 35 past, you will have missed out when you tune in 35 past. He will be 14. However, taking Derek's normal place 35 past the first hour, somebody who is now making his perhaps third or fourth appearance on this show here in 2021 after a tremendous debut episode earlier in the year. Fast food expert reviewer Bill Oakley will be joining us. Did anybody know that Arby's released flavored vodka, potato flavored vodka? Now I know what you might be thinking. That's redundant potato flavored vodka. But we're taking it a step further than just potato-flavored vodka. And I know vodka doesn't taste like anything. Bill's going to talk about it. We're going to be talking about French fries as it relates to what he says is the gold standard McDonald's. And then two new offerings from some of the other favorite fast food haunts like Wendy's 
and Arby's, and we have other things to talk about as well. By the way, if I might draw your attention to the YouTube chat, barbecue royalty is in John Dawson of Patio Daddio. Barbecue, and haven't seen him in a long time. And if you don't know who he is, let me see here. Let me, do I have it? Well, I got to look for it. L-M. Is it gone? No, it's right here. This guy. Hey, this is John Dawson of Patio Daddio Barbecue in Boise, Idaho, and I've got it locked on the 50,000 gigawatt blowtorch of the internet that is Barbecue Central. Look at this guy. Glad to see you again, John. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving in your hinterlands household. Angela Iverson is also... Look at all the stars are coming out. Is everybody on vacation? What's going on? I digress. We move to the second hour because we'll be closing the first with Bill Oakley. And then, of course, the second hour bringing you the ever-popular refiring of the embedded correspondence, which we will A show you a new version of the 100% Assurity Picks. That list continues to grow. We will also talk about Thanksgiving. We'll talk about prepping Thanksgiving. We'll talk about cooking Thanksgiving. We'll talk about Thanksgiving traditions. We'll talk about the things you hate the most about Thanksgiving, the things you love the most about Thanksgiving, the things you are most thankful for this Thanksgiving. It will not end if you can believe it. So, that's what you have to look forward to this evening. Derek Rich's Bill Oakley first hour, the embedded correspondent second hour. Don't forget you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, at BBQ Central Show. Live video feeds of this show, Facebook and Twitch, slash BBQ Central Show. Also on YouTube, slash RD Rempe. And yes, we are live on Clubhouse as well, as we have been for any number of weeks. So let me tell you this. Second hour... 100% Assurity Picks. If you are in Clubhouse, I want you to raise your hand and take Assurity Picks with us. Let's do it for Thanksgiving as we lead into it. I want to see Chef Sean and Rod and Darwin. You want to do 100% Assurity Picks in the second hour? Raise your hand. And you can do it right along with us. It's fast. It's a lightning round of food these days. So there you have it. I see a bunch of people here this evening. Very happy. Very happy. Fridge man is in. I see that. So don't forget, if you want to, raise your hand in the second hour and we'll bring you in. All right, some, uh, oh, let me also mention this. A couple weeks ago, I had Launch Boom co-founder Will Ford on. We talked all about crowdfunding, this and that. I said, you know what? We're going to put this bad boy to the test. Now, I don't have anything that I'm bringing the market to sell, but it's crowdfunding nonetheless. So I have started a GoFundMe for me for this sweet-ass watch. And believe it or not, I just started it the other day. And uh, believe it or not, I have already two backers. So we're thanking friend of show, Stover Harger, the third. And we're thanking... Hawaii's realtor to the stars and the common folk, Lance Owens, for all donating right off the bat. So we're just shy of the goal. If you're on Facebook, I can't help you with that because I don't have access to Facebook. However, I'm posting it in the YouTube chat. So click there and just make it happen. 
I know that total might seem a little out of whack, but there's a video describing the watch. It's not that specific. I mean, it's that watch, but it's not that watch, if you know what I mean. But it'll give you a really good description of the watch, why I want it. And by the way, if I might say, anybody that contributes $6,000 or more at a clip immediately becomes a show sponsored next year, 2022. I'll get in touch with you on that. We'll talk about how we can game plan whatever that business is that you have going, or if you just want to promote your Facebook page or whatever the hell. 6000 or more gets you sponsorship of the 32nd kind like that. This brought to you by cookingpellets.com. You want to go the full 12 Gs, you become a full 2-minute, 30-second read sponsor next year. Can I encourage you more? Let's go. Let's crowdfund. Let's show Will Ford that this is the way to go in the future. All right, uh, listener feedback here before we get to the first break, and then Derek Riches, who is not in the green room, by the way, so I'm a little scared. This one from Che in Iowa. Hey, Greg, 514 Studio slash Devour Iowa here. Love the show and love your guests. You always have the best guests and always entertain. Just want to address from last week's show, the McRib. I know how you feel about the onions and the pickles. And the onions are the only thing on that sandwich I get the nostalgia of. Okay, I'm sorry. I got to try again. Bad reading. You always have the best. I know how you feel about onions, but the pickles and onions are the only good things on that sandwich. I get nostalgia of the thing for some people, but they need to stop acting like it's good food or anything close to resembling good food. It's all pork. But it's all the pork that wasn't good to use for anything else. The wife and I tried the Malcolm Reed beers, the ones with the hot sauce and the seasoning on top. We used buffalo sauce and meat church holy voodoo. Wow, amazing. Keep up the good work on the show. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving and Christmas. Regards, Che. Thank you, Che or Shay. Mike in Wisconsin. Greg. At the tail end of the Primo spot last week, did I hear a Borat reference? I have a chair or something like that, just making sure I am hearing what I am hearing. Love the show. Regards, Mike. Mike, yes, you did. Have a chair. I have a chair. That's what you heard. I have a chair. Have a chair. I have a chair. Go to this. Go to this. Go to this. Go to this. King in the castle. 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 That's what you heard. You heard Borat. Good ear, Mike. Donovan in North Carolina. Greg, I'm not one to pile on someone, but how does the icon of the barbecue industry have such troubles the last number of months with his connections into the show? It's obviously not you because none of the other guests have the same issue on the same show. Come on, Steven. Get it worked out so we don't have to guess what the conversation is going to be abruptly cut off. This past Tuesday was going so well. It's a bit frustrating. Anyway, love the show. Regards, Donovan. Donovan, I will make sure that I pass along your encouragement of his connections to get better next month. How about that? Guess what, folks? New sponsor of the show. That's right. Do Wellness and David Leans. Did you know that people who set a goal four to six weeks before the new year are between three to time, uh, three to ten times, yes, ten times, more likely to achieve it. Be honest. How long has losing a few pounds been on your to-do list? 
Now, you're here because you love barbecue, and I know a lot of us making a habit of getting seconds and thirds. It's all delicious. But what effect has that and an activity level or lifestyle that's not what it used to be had in the long term? Maybe you've heard of having a dad bod and that was in, but rest assured, there's nothing sexy about wearing your gluttony everywhere you go. Not to mention being overweight increases the risk of all of the mortality causes, including stroke, most cancers, coronary heart disease, sleep apnea, hypertension, osteoarthritis, mental illness, such as clinical depression and anxiety, changing decades-old food habits can mean the difference between you and unknown challenges for you and your family. Luckily, thanks to my pal and new friend of the show, barbecue enthusiast and men's diet coach, David McDowell, you can eat all the barbecue you want year-round and still lose fat. Fat! With David, you've got the assistance around the clock, just a text message, an iMessage, a WhatsApp message, or whatever you need. Even on short notice, some guys easily change upwards of $500. I'm sorry, charge upwards of $500 a month for a canned diet plan, one to two check-ins per month. But with David, you've got a resource available effectively 24-7. For Black Friday, he's offering a year of coaching, not $500, not $400, not even $200 a month. You can finally get permanently. You can lose that unwanted fat for $2,300 for the year. Black Friday only. Interested, hit the website davidleans.com slash bbq to sign up. That's davidleans.com slash bbq to sign up. Do it now. We'll have David on the show next week. And Derek's coming up. Stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. And welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control devices, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans and accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit BBQGuru.com for more information or call them at 800-288-GURU. Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. It is the first Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to go to the hotline as we welcome in... One of the, if not the, most respected barbecue journalist in the biz. He is a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, and I tell you that each and every month because that's really most important. You can check him out over at his website, DerekRiches.com, and we welcome back Derek Riches. Hey, Derek. Hey, Greg. How you doing? I am fine. Are you gearing up for the big holiday in a few days? Have you had your turkey in the refrigerator defrosting the proper amount of time and things like this? No. You Really? Oh. Yeah, I, dare I, you. How dare you? <laughs> no turkey? I'm I'm no. I'm in I'm in the publishing world. Yes. So I do everything 2 months in advance. So uh, you I were one of those three, people. Yeah, I'm one of those people. So I cooked turkey in September and October. Yep. And so the leg of lamb is thawing nicely. Oh, so yes, yeah. leg of lamb. So, How are you going to do that? Is that going to be live fire? Are you going to roast it in the oven? No, live fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put that out after the grill, get some smoke on it. What kind of seasoning Stuff. you rub with that? 
Uh, I like to stick to kind of a classic Greek. So some lemon zest, fresh oregano, thyme, um, just some other stuff, some garlic, kind of stuff it, wrap it up, tie it up real nice and put it out on the grill to get some smoke and some fire on it. You doing any mint jelly type shenanigans? No, no. I haven't had mint jelly on lamb since my grandmother died. Mm, all right. Not a fan, I guess. Okay. I, no, I, it's just, I mean, I get it. I remember it as a child. It's there, but yeah, I haven't had mint jelly in 25, 30 years. Not a nostalgic taste you're looking to chase down on Thursday, evidently. Nah, no, no. Understandable. So we are going to be talking what's over your right shoulder here in a moment, which is the complete guide to smoking meat, 100 uh, recipes for barbecue and grilling. That's a, I have a, a, a nice picture that I'll be showing as well. Actually, I'll go ahead and flash it here right now. So there you go. That's going to be the cover of the book when you can actually get your hands on it. Although some lucky centralite was lucky enough to get an advanced copy that I was happily uh, requested to have me autograph your book to send to him, which of course I did. And as is uh, tradition, it is on the way media mail wise. So I would assume at some point, uh, mid December or first part of next year, he will get it and uh, <laughs> yeah, he will really. have had it, it well in advance of anybody else. But there's a couple other topics that I wanted to talk to you about that are going on in the world of live fire. They are business related stuff. Weber announces, would you call it a spinoff of something called 1952 ventures? Do we even care about this? And if so, why do we care about it? I don't think we actually care a whole lot about it. It's a, it is a wholly owned subsidiary of Weber. What is Weber being held as? Weber Holdings Company or just Weber Inc. Now, um, <clears throat> so this is just a way of them separating some stuff out from the main company. Uh, a subsidiary doesn't isn't obligated to report things the same way the, the you know the parent company is and they can use this as a kind of well i mean some companies use it to kind of preserve their primary brand so if weber were to buy another grill company they could keep it completely separate from their product line mm -hmm. to keep investors some kind of going i don't get what you're doing here or you know what how does this help you out but I think really what it is, if you look at the personnel that are going over to this 1952, which is the year of Weber's founding, um, this is uh, this is around their technology brand. <clears throat> These are kind of their tech people, the people that have been pushing. You know, I mean, now that Weber's a technology company and no longer a grilling company or whatever. Um, I think what they're really doing is they're setting the stage to do partnerships with businesses that can share into their technology. So basically connect to their app, um, you know, in, in, you know, in a, in a, I guess, you know, a way that way, as, as well as kind of probably acquire some intellectual property. I know that they're kind of in the process of trying to put together some app integration. Mm. So your grill comes back and says, Hey, we're running low on some propane here. Uh, the app, may connect you to a service that will swap out your propane tank. 
And, you know, you can just kind of do that seamlessly and pay an app. And yeah, I, I don't what does really that mean like somebody's going to magically show up and I'm going to have a new can and I'm not going to know about it and I'll be billed on a card I have on file. More or less. Yeah. I mean, there are services in some areas. I, I, I know. I mean, there's one here in Austin that will, you know, to your door propane delivery. I don't know how widespread it is. I mean, propane's hard, you know. I mean, it's like I, I know that Traeger will have this if they don't really kind of have it. I, I mean, they kind of have it now, but what does that mean? Propane is hard. It, be, shipping, it's hard to ship. It it can't be shipped. It has to be delivered. Right. Wood pellets can be shipped. All right. Charcoal can be shipped. Yes. Pellets can't be shipped, and there's you know laws about taking a propane tank over international over state boundaries or putting it in you know certain types of trucks or whatever. Who's doing that? Everybody has at least one propane tank. You take it to your Home Depot or you take it to your local propane gas filler. On Wednesdays tomorrow, I'm taking my 20 pound bottle to whatever the hell the name of the place is right by where I work. Because on Wednesdays, it's 20 pounds for $9.99. You can believe it. Hey, that's a good deal. No shit. That's a good deal. Every Wednesday, yeah. I'm going by to make sure everything's topped off for $9.99. It's worth it. But that, this seems like a lot of... I don't believe that that propane is that big of a pain in the ass. Okay. But, you know, there are people that, you know, Traeger just went into meal kits you can have your brisket shipped to your doorstep with your herbs and your 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 seasonings, your rubs, your whatever you're going to have with it, and side dishes. But you're talking about so the laziness of America, store. right? You're just talking about people being lazy. They want they don't yeah. want to go to they don't want to go to Home Depot to get a new propane tank. They want Johnny's we delivery service. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Gasfast.com. No. And they bring it to your doorstep. Maybe they'll even hook it up for an extra five dollar charge. Right? Why pay you know nine ninety nine for a full propane tank when you can pay forty nine ninety nine to have it brought to your house and put well, on your patio for with fifteen pounds, not twenty pounds, right? Probably, yeah. Yes, I know that to be the case. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. So, would you say that Weber is not, since you said you can. A lot of times people are doing this so they can keep the Weber brand, but maybe they would buy an additional line of cookers and be able to keep them separate. Would you be foretelling that Weber's on the buy of some other line or are they looking to I, maybe buy more IP for things or what? You know, I don't know. It was about 12, 13 years ago. They bought out Duquesne and that just bombed. It was just like a stupid move on their part, even though they got it for pennies on the dollar because they were bankrupt but yeah i don't i don't necessarily see them going after like a grill company is necessarily going for more of the intellectual property or accessory lines Mm. or you know things in that area i mean we know there's a lot of fairly successful you know weber kettle accessories bundling those in might be an option or you know they're they're so obsessed with technology with Mm. just you know having everything run off your phone that you know i think it's going to be more down that line than Mm. you know buying something people use i thought that this was a perfect opportunity for them to have at least shot a flare in the air to say something along the lines of podcast traeger has no podcast 
Weber Grills has no podcast. I can't believe that there's any number of these grill manufacturers in the live fire industry that don't have their own produced podcast. It makes perfect sense to me that perhaps this was going to be something that they would have mentioned getting into that kind of a space, whether there's a video component or not, or you can do it a hundred different ways. And also come at me. Big checkbook in hand. Let's buy the show. Let's buy the feed. Many hundreds of thousands of dollars later. It's the Barbecue Central show brought to you by Weber Grills. You know, something along these lines. Are you surprised that none of the grill manufacturers have any kind of podcast presence? Not particularly, but it does sound like you're, like you're trying to cash in real quick. Because they're not um, they're not on the ball. Like it's not in their on their radar. They don't find value in it. <laughs> If anybody, I yeah, thought Traeger I, I, would be there because they seem to be a little bit more ahead of the curve, although we'll get to them here in a second. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I just I don't think it's necessarily something's kind of on the radar. I, you know, the, the problem is that it filters down to their PR and marketing people who are 23-year-old New Yorkers who are on TikTok half the day. So, you know, it's... You know, they're looking for the you know millions of eyes, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd be kind of surprised if one of them tried to launch a podcast, mm -hmm. but you know, um, it's a possibility. All right. Well, I mean, if I'm getting off apply, track here, Derek, because I want to get to the book, but I have to ask you about this. So we have at least seven minutes to talk about the book before we end. I've noticed. Because we talked about the both these Weber Traeger going public here over the summer, and you know it was a race, blah blah blah. Well, at the close of business today, Derek, <laughs> we have Traeger that saw a high of almost thirty-two dollars a share, trading at thirteen dollars and eighty-five cents. In fact, today is the first day that Weber finished ahead of Traeger. They sold uh, at the close at $14.15 off a high at one point of $19.55. So maybe, you know, four bucks on Weber, and they weren't really ever catching the world on fire. But to go from 32 to sub 14, to me, seems a little troubling. Also, seems like there's millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars getting pissed away over the course of two or three months. What's going on? And is this a big deal? Um, yeah, neither one of them have turned out to be all that appealing when it comes to, uh, stocks. Investors are not that interested in them. I mean, Drager has been listed as like a buy, 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 but nobody's buying. And, uh, it didn't help that Jeremy Anders came out literally, I think, what was it yesterday? And I'm not sure how this interview happened. He said that a cargo container was costing them $1,500 to get from China and that it was up 500% and could cost $30,000 to get from China. And that's just the shipping, not the product. Mm. And obviously, there was some weird numbers in there. I don't know where he's going with it. But yeah, he kind of tanked the stock by basically saying that their shipping costs are now so high that they're not going to make a profit for a while. Mm. And um yeah, I, I, I thought that was really bizarre that he would admit to that, unless he's just trying to, you know, warn on the stock, you know, future stock reports. But yeah, um, 
both companies are kind of struggling to to find an audience that anyone is interested in. Yeah, I was surprised to see Traeger dip so low to the point where they were actually below Weber for the first yeah. time because uh, Weber or Traeger had always been uh, any number of dollars higher than Weber, but uh, slowly they lowest close changed. since they uh, that's right. Lowest close since they went public. It's now a one point six billion dollar company, and Weber's just over four billion. So neither one of them are performing well. Anyway, fuck all that. Derek has a new book yeah. out, ladies and gentlemen, and it's called The Complete Guide to Smoking Meat, 100 Smoking Good Recipes for Barbecue and More. Was this the thing that you couldn't tell me on the way out last month that you just had to tie up a few things, or is that something separate? Yeah, the publisher contract had a specific date in which you're not allowed to talk about it, which was stupid because it was already listed on Amazon at that point, but... Hmm. You know, I don't want to be in contract violation. Well, if you do, so if you want to be in contract violation of anything, so how does this book come to be? Were you approached? Uh, yeah, we were approached um, earlier in the year, and um, we just said, "Yeah, let's go for it." I mean, it was a you know, it's a pretty decent deal, and uh, it gets the you know back on this is our third book actually, so. Um, yeah, I, I actually kind of like doing books because it makes you go back to basics. It makes you kind of rethink stuff and you got to kind of pull out the old classics and rethink them. And it, then at the same time, kind of, you know, what's new and what's kind of innovative and, you know, where can we go with that? So it's a lot of fun to play with doing a book. Listed at the bottom, Derek Riches as an author and Sabrina Baksh. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. You said it right. Is it common knowledge that Sabrina is your wife to everybody, or is that something that you just don't go out of your way to tell everybody, or people in the know, but people out of the know? Like what? Because nobody's got the same last name there, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, that kind of happens that way. Um, I don't, I don't, it's not secret. It's not like I've kind of kept, you know, we've either, one of us have tried to keep it quiet. I mean, we've worked together for 20 years and, you know, she is listed as the author of a lot of the recipes that are on DerekRiches.com. So it's not like, you know, we're trying to hide anything, but um, she has kind of her area and I kind of have my area and, you know, she's a lot more general food and cooking development. She works with some chefs and um, does a lot of, uh, you know, kind of writing and development in those areas. So, you know, Doing the books is a time when we actually kind of come together and go, all right, let's, you know, do this whole thing together and work on it as a, as a team. So as you're developing this book and getting it together, are you in charge of certain portions of the book and she's in charge of certain portions of the book? Or are you both equally adept at creation and execution and uh, things like this? And it's just a, a complete 50-50 group effort? Uh, she's a far better editor than I am. So, um, uh, a lot of the writing that gets done, I will kind of hammer out a bunch of that stuff and then she'll go back and fix it all and rewrite it and complain about some of my word usage and stuff like that. But for the most part, we, we you know, I mean, we sit down, we go through what we're going to cook. We talk about, um, you know, all the recipes that are going to go there. And then we, work out what the flavor profiles, the methods are going to be. And then we just, we cook together. I mean, and, uh, 
so it's a it's a very much a team effort what's it like to work like with your what's it like to work with your wife you said you've done it you know for the last 15 years so obviously there's a familiarity there but was that something that you had to break into or it was just rather comfortable and there were no issues or jagged little edges that you had to round out in the beginning no i mean um you know our work life and personal life are pretty much kept separate so we can argue about a recipe and then go and do whatever and you know it's it's not like an issue for us um i think we've always worked together really really well we've always cooked together i mean ever since you know we were dating we cooked together so you know that's always just been a very comfortable aspect for our lives so this works out for us really well i mean i do know married couples that cannot work together and but fortunately we're not one of those when is the book available for or, or when if you pre-order it now uh, which i imagine you could go to derekrichards.com and figure out a way to do there or would you go to amazon.com to pre-order what's the best way either one uh it's on amazon uh there's a link uh uh over on the right side of derekrichards.com take you right there pre-order now uh kindle version went became available today and the book will is technically available on december 7th and so if you pre-order you should have it by the 7th all right so december make sure so. that you through any of those channels order this book the complete guide to smoking meat 100 smoking good recipes for barbecue and more and then next month when we rejoin we'll be able to track how the first handful of weeks has gone and uh, we'll see how that goes um, anything else, Derek, before I let you go tonight? Uh, nope. I think that covers everything. All right. Well, you guys have a great leg of lamb for Thanksgiving and be safe. And we'll see you in December as we close out the year. Yeah. See you at the end of the year. All right. There he is. Derek Rich is right there. The new book is out. Uh, well, the new book is available for pre-order and will be out on December 7th. So if you pre-order it now, you should have it in your hands December 7th or soon after. So check it out. Support our friends of the show. Derek Riches, a fourth Tuesday of the month regular guest, typically in the 35 past the hour spot. However, he's 14. Bill Oakley is in the green room, and he's ready to go 35 past. I'll talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they are fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We also love that you can get rip-roaring hot for high temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts but what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers the real ability to do true zone uh, two true true two zone cooking two zone cooking very important to both professionals and backyard cooks it is the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence however getting a two zone fire in a round ceramic cooker not very realistic why because it's round Enter Primo Grills, the game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the ability and achieve the benefits of other ceramic cookers as well. Really, when you break it down, there's like 60 different ways that you can configure the Primo cooker. So you're only limited by your culinary imagination. We all know the lift hinge has been revamped, the air dampers, of course. But now there's the half-drip pan that we saw last week. And that rib ring with the chicken stand in the middle of it. And the pizza grill accessory. All in stock at dealers getting ready to be shipped out to a dealer near you as well. 
Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz, yes. Patented technology, yes. True two-zone cooking capabilities. Multiple sizes, yes and yes. If you have to have a round one, they have those too. But really, consider the oval for Pete's sake. Visit primogrill.com for a dealer near you or check out their Facebook and Instagram. I'm ready for a Primo. I know you're ready. Again, the website, primogrill.com. And we are back with Bill Oakley right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we thank Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com for joining us last segment. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookingPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. My next guest tonight, accomplished fast food reviewer on social media, specifically Instagram, because of the one-minute time limit. You can also find him right here on this show every so often, talking about fast food and food in general. So we race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Bill Oakley. Hey, Bill. Hello. How are you? It's good to be back. I am good. I'm happy to be back on the show. I'm happy to have you Glad you could fill in here this evening on the 35 because our normal 35 had a lot of extra content that I was deeply afraid that the uh, little bit shorter segment was going to be too short to get through everything. But I digress, no and we're going to be talking about some good stuff here. First of all, when you were on the last time, I think that Simpsons cookbook was either just being released or just being available for pre-order or something along these lines. So uh, how is that going? And I would presume and I know no bias on your part, that this would make a really good holiday gift. Yes. I happen to have one right here. Um, I don't make any money from this, by the way. I wrote the I wrote the foreword, but uh, Laurel Randolph wrote the book, and it's an absolutely terrific book for any Simpsons fan who's interested in the food. It's got all the crazy fictional food that appeared on the, on the show, you know, corn nog, Homer's patented space age, moon waffles, flaming Moe's recipes for all those things. And it also has some beautiful, it just has beautiful photography all the way through that looks like it's, you know, things from the show brought into the real world. Um, and as you know, the author of the steamed hams segment, there's also the steamed hams in there, obviously. And I wrote the introduction and I provided a recipe that I made up for tub, uh, which is exclusive to this book. So I would say this is honestly, if you're a Simpsons fan or you know a Simpsons fan who's interested in cooking or food or even just looking at these terrific pictures, definitely they should check this out. It's one of the, I've seen a lot of Simpsons books over the years and this is probably, it could be my favorite. It's certainly in the top couple. Are there like autobiography books of the Simpsons that are out there? There's also, Oh, well, you know, there's there's got every, millions of books of every shape and description of, you know, the world of Springfield, of of the family, of, you know, there's official books, unofficial books, behind the scenes books, all that's, that kind of stuff. That's not even um, a real place. You know, after 30 years, it, it might as well be a real place. People <laughs> have, have it drilled into their brain. Uh, and for many people, like the stuff that happens on The Simpsons is just as real, if not realer than the stuff that happens 
And it's actually somewhat less crazy than the real world these days, too. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> take solace in that. Bill Oakley joining me here on the show. You can find him over on Instagram at that Bill Oakley. About 33,000 followers are checking him out on a daily basis. Bill, let me ask you, you know, this time of year. So we think Thanksgiving, we think holiday season. But if you are really into the fast food scene, like in a maniac way, you know what this time of year is, of course. What is it? The reemergence of the either infamous or famous McRib sandwich. Now, I have widely documented my angst of the McRib sandwich. However, it would appear, wow, that's huge. Uh, It would appear that I'm in the minority of where people fall on this thing. Is that the fanny pack? Yes, that's behind me. The fan, it's the McRib fanny pack. Were you familiar with this already? I just it saw just it on, today. on social media. Somebody was uh, digging. Oh, somebody, uh, okay, this is what it was. A fan of the show knows my uh, staunch detraction of McRib <laughs> and sent me the link that said, look at this guy. And he was you know, feverishly putting on this fanny pack. So, uh, Well, here you go. I got the fanny pack right here. Hold on. There you go. Okay. Here is the fanny pack that wow. came in that box. So are you supposed uh, to put a McRib in there? Or you just use it for your no, your regular so. storage of sunglasses for, and wallets? For your regular stuff. If you're not embarrassed to be wearing it, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it it's kind of nice. Uh, anyway, yes, this, the, uh, the McRib merchandise is a little late in arriving because it's already been out since November 1st. Uh, and I guess, you know, they had some – there's some supply chain issues with their McRib promotional merchandise. <laughs> so uh, – but it's out and it is back to um, – you know, it's exactly the same. It's a, it's a comforting – I wrote an article about this a couple of years ago when it came out. It's a comforting throwback uh, to fast food of the old days, of the 70s and early 80s. In fact, my latest video uh, on Instagram is about the Burger King uh, Italian chicken sandwich, which just came back. That's from 1979. And there's a whole category of which those two are members – of this vintage fast food stuff that is very different than today. It's very processed. It's very fake, but like it's a nostalgia item. Both of them are nostalgia items. And, and, you know, I have to say that I like the McRib, um, but I don't like, it's actually better that it only be available for a short period uh, every year because Mm. you grow nostalgia. It's like a, it's a process of building nostalgia for this thing. Um, you know, as opposed to in Germany where they have the McRib all year long. Right. And they got a lot of unusual variants on it. Like they have a chili cheese McRib and stuff that just I just saw. And they got they always are doing I think the thing is here that like it is better as a special novelty throwback item. Uh and it's worth it. You know, you get one every year or so to rekindle your uh, nostalgia bone, you know. What I find very impressive from a McDonald's standpoint is they really play on the whole marketing of this. You you think you know when it's going to be coming out, but it's always a surprise when it drops. I mean, now it's really tough to keep anything under wraps because of social media and everybody's trying to be the first, this and that and the other thing. But they developed an app because they weren't releasing it throughout the country in all areas till last year where there was like the first nationwide rollout and previous to 13 years uh, before that. And then they have this app so you could find where it was in the nearest city to you so you could get in the car and drive two hours to get a McRib sandwich. Uh, I've tried it uh, probably four or five different times to just to go back to it to make sure that my particular uh, unwillingness to like it uh, still remains because, hey, everybody's flavor taste changes every five years or ten years or whatever it is. And 
Um, it's just not something that I can do. And it has nothing to do with me being a barbecue guy or saying I'm too good for that or anything. I mean, I like fast food just like the next guy every now and again. But I've just been not able to get down with it, mostly maybe because of the slivered onions, which I don't under... Really? So I hate onions, it, you know, it just up front. I, hate, I was going to say onions it was probably because it's so incredibly... It was just fake ground up shaped processed meat, but the onions are the, are the killer for you. Wow. Yeah. That's the deal breaker. The onions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the pork is definitely not great, but I, I hate onions of all types. And then I'm a huge pickle guy, but I think pickles are odd to have on a rib sandwich as well. So the whole thing just screams disjointed to me and it's and, and the sauce is I, I don't like the sauce a lot but that seems to also be a big pull for a lot of folks so as you see people regaling you with why they like it is it just the overall flavor of it together is it one particular component that really takes the trophy over the rest of the sandwich what is it and what is it for you well for, well it's 50 percent nostalgia like if the thing is if it was available all year long i would maybe order it once every three years but like the event when it returns every 18 months or so is noteworthy and it's it's just kind of a it's an interesting addition to the mcdonald's canon it has a mcdonald'sy flavor like all other food does but it's a different it's a different utilization of that flavor so it's you know it's kind of like a lot it's like I don't know. It's like a long lost cousin or something. It's, it's, that's, I have no particular love for it, but I, I like to try it every so often. Bill Oakley joining us here, fast food reviewer, and you can find him over on Instagram at that Bill Oakley. Here's something that I found unique as I'm running through your Instagram the other day. Arby's releases flavored vodkas. I didn't even know they were in the liquor business, and here you are making special cocktails and, you know, downing shots of flavored vodkas via Arby's. What was that? You know how every week or so there's something that is the internet thing of the week. Arby's vodka was the internet thing of the week last week, two weeks ago, because they released it. There was a lot of run up to it. And then they released it. I think it was uh, a week ago, Monday, the website went live and immediately crashed because there was such, they built up all this demand for it. And it like, I think it was a huge success. Uh, Arby's is very, very adept at weird marketing things. Mm. They're always doing some weird marketing thing. And, and thank God they send them to me generally. Um, you know, the, the flavored sweatsuit they sent and the hat and all this crazy stuff and the vodka, the vodka was actually pretty good. Like it was, I've had a lot of weird flavored vodkas this year. This has been something I've gotten so many, the dill pickle flavored, the old Bay crab flavored vodka. And these were actually among the best. Like the thing is, well, first of all, they're, they're French. They're not Arby's roast beef flavored. They're French fry flavored, right? And they got two kinds of fries at Arby's. They have the, the crinkle fries, which are just your standard old crinkle fries, but very good. So that vodka tastes just a little bit more like potato than a regular potato vodka would. Totally fine, and it goes well in a Bloody Mary or whatever. The other one is the spicy curly fry one, which has, again, the potato flavor, but has those certain spices that you would come to expect from curly fries in them. And again, very mild. In both cases, they're very good. They're very good at mixing for a Bloody Mary or something like that. And I don't know if I would purchase them in a store, but th to have once as a conversation piece – they they're they're very good and and far better than the average freaky fast food promotional thing. Do they sell them online? Like you were talking about demand. Yeah, they had a website. 
they they were only available via the website, which apparently crashed immediately and mm. repeatedly because there was a lot of interest in this thing and the website was not able to handle the traffic. Did they mention who they partner with to actually make the liquor? Yes, it's a it's a pretty well known uh, distillery, but I don't remember it offhand. But you can easily Google it hmm. or look on the Arby's website or, or Instagram. Mid or mid September, you do a French fry test, which I've always thought about thinking that would be fun to do, and then I never remember to actually go through it. Which is like pretty much the whole thing of my life: a lot of great ideas, no execution, and here I am in mediocrity. So you have the gold standard of fries listed at McDonald's. Why is that the gold standard in your opinion? Well, first of all, we got to say we're only testing nationally available French fries from fast food chains. Yeah. Okay. So there, there are, you know, and I went to a lot of them and the top contenders that people often say, uh, you know, are McDonald's, people like Wendy's, some people like Burger King, people like Arby's, the curly fries and the crinkle fries. The crinkle fries I actually think are terrific if you get a well-cooked batch, but Honestly, like, and in this case, you got to have the fries immediately. Like, fries do not hold up for delivery. They don't even hold up till you get home in most cases. You got to eat them right out of the drive-through. And so that's what I did. And this was always, this was caused by Wendy's. Wendy's had this giant promotional campaign for their new fries, their hot, their crispy, hot and crispy fries or whatever they're called, that they redeveloped. They painstakingly for years spent this new, new, all this technology to develop these new fries that remain crispy even through 25 minutes of delivery, right? And so I had all these things. The The outcome was the Wendy's fries do remain kind of crispy, but they don't really have that much flavor. You know, they taste kind of like a blank slate. They're Without ketchup, they would be not, not worth eating. McDonald's fries are the only ones that obviously they're crispy when you first get them, but they're still, they were the only ones that would be worth eating without dunking in ketchup. Mm. They're good enough. And like, are they amazing? Like, honestly, as I said in the video, I like McDonald's fries, but I would always rather have a second burger for the same amount of calories. You know, for 400 calories, I could get a second cheeseburger, which would be so much more satisfying than fries. So, I, you know, I do get fries generally sometimes when I'm eating in a restaurant, when I'm eating at a fast food, I'm dining in. But in, if I'm driving or something like that, I will always get a second cheeseburger instead of any fries. I went through a Wendy's about a month ago, going to my oldest daughter's volleyball game, saw the messaging that they have all over about their new fries, hot and crispy, this and that. So we went through, we got a burger, fries, of course, and they were uh, lukewarm and not what I would say crunchy. And on the drive through window, it says, uh, if it's not hot and crispy, tell us and you know we'll, we'll make you new. Who the hell is going to wait? For yeah. fries, you're like, gonna drive around. They're gonna tell you to pull over into the right. space. For yes, the like you eat one that, as they that, hand you the bag and go. Wait a second, boom! Oh, it's not hot nor crispy. I'm gonna need a new batch. I mean, I, I think you're also gonna get a, a, a flavor of spittle on those as well if you're gonna be that d bag in the drive-through, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, yeah, and you're not gonna endear yourself to the drivers behind you if you don't pull over right into the space. So, like, but like those fries. Let me say, like. I like Wendy's and I appreciate the stuff that they send me, but I couldn't tell those fries were, I've had, I've done blind tests that I have not put on Instagram several times now. First of all, I couldn't tell that they were any difference between the new and the old fries and they're not anything special. They're not that hot or crispy and they don't have that much flavor. I don't think it was a success. I will also say just as a sidebar to all of this, I don't like French fries that much. I love onion rings. And somebody told me, 
Jack in the Box has great onion rings. I know that they probably don't have Jack in the Box where you are, no. but they did. I was shocked at how good the the onion rings were at the Jack in the Box that I went to. So that's like that was a real revelation. Uh, Bill, are you having a traditional Thanksgiving coming up in a couple days, or what's the Oakley tradition out there? It is very traditional. In fact, uh, if anything, it needs to be shaken up a little bit because it's we've I have cooked the same item for about 30 straight years, the same four, four or five items. And I think I'm going to try to add something a little strange to it, even if it's a dessert item. Um, just but it's just, yes, everyone it's it's we all like to have the traditional things once a year. And I have this stuffing recipe that my mom has been using since the 50s that uh, with chestnuts and stuff that has been um, very popular. And, you know, it's also great for leftovers. Somebody told me a couple years ago about the whole idea of putting the stuffing in a waffle iron, mm-hmm. the leftover mm-hmm. stuffing in a waffle iron, and it's so good. It's so good, and it's crispy. And then you can put your mashed potatoes and, and your gravy on top of that, and that's what I look forward to, Thanksgiving mostly. Bill Oakley is a fast food reviewer. You can find him over on Instagram at that Bill Oakley and follow his exploits. You can also find him on the show every once in a while talking about fast food and food in general. Bill, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on and joining the club here this year and look forward to many segments in 2022. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And you too, Greg. There he is, Bill Oakley, right there. Follow him on Instagram if you're not doing it right now. 33,000 of you are. Good for you. And I will confirm as to what he said as he was doing that fry review he did say oh by the way if given the choice F the fries I'm going to have the second burger for the same amount of calories which I agree with now outside of fries Wendy's makes a pretty good burger the cool stuff is cool the burger isn't bad I mean remember we're talking about fast food which I don't typically eat but hey burger wise I feel okay for that, given what it is. The fries were trash. Like, embarrassing. Come on, Wendy's. Twice in two days, because I wanted to try the fries twice to give them another shot. Not good. Not good. Come on. All right, let me talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers. Designing and building all of their products right here in the States. Building pride through craftsmanship, world-class customer service. That's the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke style product that elevates gatherings and friends and family. They're honored to have a trusted place in the backyards of America. From pellet grills to wood-fired offset pits or charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon flavor has become synonymous with Yoder Smoker's name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit, and their team has developed cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that's rooted in the handmade products and defines the integrity of the core values. American-made quality and endless flavor are the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Check them out if you're not aware. I know you're all aware, but if you're not aware, if you're just new, you're finding the show, you have no idea what I'm talking about, Yoder Smokers, plural, YoderSmokers.com, and check out all the pits that they have. Iron Chef Michael Simon from right here in Cleveland, Ohio, owns a Yoder's Offset. The Cimarron, is that what it's called? It's a pretty decent size offset. Sturdy looking, I'll tell you. Yodersmokers.com. That's Yoder 
smokers.com and we'll be back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Welcome back, and we thank Bill Oakley last segment at that Bill Oakley on Instagram. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard and Fireboard Spark. Remember Fireboard Spark just announced a couple weeks ago? It's an instant read meat thermometer. It's also a single channel Fireboard. It can also interact with your Fireboard 2 or Fireboard 2 Drive or Fireboard 2 Pro and fit in with your monitoring. The Fireboard 2 Fireboard 2 Drive can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously, connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring, or connect via Bluetooth if you have a smart speaker at home. You're in luck because Fireboard probably is integrated to work with it. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com. That's fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Great gifts for the holidays, everybody. Fireboard 2 and Fireboard 2 Drive. Or if you were thinking about getting an Insuree meat thermometer, from a well-known brand who is mentioned widely on the show and every other show ever. Think about the spark, the fireboard spark, because not only is it going to be just as accurate and as quick, maybe quicker than the thermopen, it also will turn into its own single-channel remote thermometer, which you can hook to your Wi-Fi, you can monitor right on your phone, you can monitor on your computer, it will log, all that fun stuff. So, dual action. Also, it's a clearinghouse for everything else to display if you're running a Fireboard 2. You can set it up in display mode, I think that's what it's called, and you can get all the readouts right there on the Fireboard Spark. Fireboard.com, go get yours right now. Alright, once again, we thank Bill Oakley for joining me last segment talking about French fries from major fast food places. We agree that Wendy's misses the mark. He did say that Arby's crinkle cut fries, if done in the right batch or you get the right batch, are extremely good. But the control is McDonald's because those seem to be the best. My only complaint about McDonald's fries is there doesn't seem to be a lot of potato in them. There's a lot of, like, it's not crunchy, but there's a lot of texture on the outside. There's not a lot of potato in it. So I will sacrifice a little more. I will sacrifice texture from the outside to add more potato on the inside. Because that's what it is. It's a potato in the end. There's got to be a good mix there. And McDonald's has a lot of good stuff on the outside, not a lot of good stuff on the inside. All right, don't forget, we are running the GoFundMe for my watch that everybody needs to chip in some money for so we can show... Will Ford, that crowdfunding is indeed fun and exciting, fun and funny. The link over on YouTube, I'll go ahead and grab it and put it in here during the break as well. Why not? Do it right now. There we go. Copy. Get after it. It's in the 
YouTube chat right now. Uh, we will step away, refresh libations, point to the second hour where we have a bunch of stuff to get to, not the least of which is the embedded correspondence site. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. 